If you don't get it, then what happens to the six hundred dollars that was intended I, I was to purchase? To give you a, yeah, no, no, I was going to give it right back. But, but you didn't. No, I didn't. This is the plaintiff, Jayla Thomas. She says she and the defendant are friends, and they're both gamers. So she lent him money to buy a new PlayStation 5, and he hasn't paid her back. The guy also cracked her TV when he threw a dog toy at it. And friend or no friend, she wants her money. And he's suing for the $734 she's owed. This is the defendant, Alexander Guzman. He says the plaintiff gave him the money so he could buy a new PlayStation for her. He couldn't find one, but spent a lot of time and money looking for her. And she said he could keep the money and keep looking. He did damage her TV accidentally and paid her already for that and doesn't understand why she's suing him today. He's accused of letting his friend down. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Thomas, what's going on? Um, so around November 12th of last year, I lent Alexander here uh, $600 to get a PlayStation 5. For himself or for you? For him. Okay. Um, because we both were gamers, we both were excited for the new PlayStation to come out. So he didn't have the funds to get it, so that's why I sent him the $600. Um, and then he never got the PlayStation and he never gave me the money back. Can I ask you, uh, I, I think I saw evidence of the cash app or the transferring of the funds. Did you write a notation on it at all? Or did uh, you not? No. You should always write a notation uh, on that. It's like the memo line of checks. Um, okay. You should always explain what it's for from here on in so you don't have this issue. Um, Mr. Guzman, she says she loaned you $600 for you to get a PlayStation. You neither got the PlayStation nor did you return the money. Let me hear from you. Um, it was never a loan. The money was given to help her get a PlayStation. It was uh, to help her get a, a PlayStation. Yes, the whole point it was it, the idea. The ideology is basically like um, entering into a raffle. The more people that you have in it, the better your possible uh, possibility of getting it. November twelfth, I was at her campus, um, and she wanted to get it. And since I don't have the funds for it, why would I buy it? She gave me the money to help her get it. Since I don't understand. A, why are you uh, uniquely situated to get it? What, what do you mean by lottery? Because I've been friends with. Oh, no, I've been friends with her for uh, around five years. Yeah, so but why would she give you money? Why wouldn't she just buy it herself? Because, no, no, no. She's trying, her, she's trying as well. The whole thing is it's having multiple people in the queue hopefully trying to get it. It's like entering in a raffle. The more, like, um, let's say the more times your name is in there, the, the better your, uh, your chances are getting it. That was the whole reason of it. Right, but if your name in the raffle hasn't come up, why give you the money? We weren't uh, we weren't able to obtain it. This, this that's right. So why give things. you the money if the only thing she was doing was a asking you to be a placeholder? Why would you have earned the money one? And because why would you I why would you have the money too? Because it sounds much more oh, well, like what she's saying. Because what you're saying doesn't make any I sense. Mean, 
Well, the money that was given to me was was to help her. The case is, is that if I got it, she gets it. And like, if I not, don't what? benefit from this at all. And if not, what? If not, what? If you don't get it, then what happens to the six hundred dollars that was intended I, I to was purchase going it? To give you, I, yeah, no, no, I was going to give it right back. But, but you didn't. No, I didn't, and that goes into another situation where um, my financial uh, st- um, my financial circumstances. I had a bill that depleted my account. It tapped into the six hundred dollars. Me and her had a mo- we had a conversation about it because when I noticed it, I told her instantly, and I sat down and I explained my financial situation towards her because she's been around for the longest. So she saw me sh- struggle during COVID. I wasn't able to get unemployment, and she saw every step of the way. So I spoke to her, teared up over the phone, and basically broke down everything that has happened. And she told me, "It's okay, Alex. That's you can have the six hundred dollars. Is yours. Do do whatever you so please with it." Did you ever tell him, do whatever you so please with my money, Ms. Thomas? No, I never did. Okay. Do you have any evidence that she said, do whatever you so please? No, because all the conversations were verbal. They were, well, we they were weren't. There's plenty of text between you guys. I've read a on, lot of the text. On my behalf? Well, yeah, I, I sent messages uh, regarding the um, a situation with the TV. Let's talk uh, about the TV. What happened with the TV, Ms. Thomas? Uh, so on March 23rd, um, he was on my campus again and he was playing with my dog. Uh, Does he go there or he doesn't go there? No, he doesn't go there. He was just visiting. Okay. And how is it you know each other? Uh, we were best friends in high school. Okay. So go on. Um, so he was playing with my dog in his rubber bone toy and my dog. They let you have a dog on campus? Uh, I was watching him momentarily for my mom. Oh, okay. So go on. (laughs) Go on. Yeah. (laughs) Don't Um, tell my daughters. That's all I'm saying. All right, so go on. Yeah, my dog snapped at him to get the toy back, and he threw his hand back, and the bone slipped out his fingers, and it hit my TV and broke it. Okay. And what's your version of that, Mr. Guzman? Oh, no, it's practically verbatim. I was playing with the dog, and I grabbed accidentally the wet side of the toy, and when the dog went to go bite, I snapped my hand back as um, as a reaction, and the toy slipped out of my hand. Okay. Have you paid for that? I gave her $100 towards the TV, yes. And she says that the TV was 300 and something, but what you broke was an old TV, so let's call it even at 234 So she's suing you for the 134 remaining. What is your response to that? Oh, I had no problem paying it. I, I, when did this happen? I had a discussion with her. This happened, I believe she said March 23rd. Okay, when you say I have no problem paying her, you haven't. So why haven't you? Uh, other than the hundred, um, yeah. So um, during the time I wasn't working, my financial position was still the same. Um, as of recently, I was able to get a job, and uh, during during that period, I wasn't able to pay her because I didn't have any funds to pay her. Um, this isn't anything new because she, again, we were close friends, so she knew my financial uh, situation the entire time. When I was able to get a job, I gave, um, even before the job, I gave her 50 and then from my first paycheck, I gave her $50 from it as well. She contacted me uh, a month later asking like, hey, I'm tired of reminding you because she wants to be a priority of mine. When I explained to her like, hey, listen, I don't have the, I'm not at the best position right this moment. I'm helping my grandmother out. I can't put her in front of my grandmother when it's the roof over my head. Um, I don't want to be a financial burden on my grandmother. I try my hardest to not stress her out and do everything on my own. My grandmother, (laughs) my grandmother does enough for me and 
helping her out with the bills is one of the least, uh, one of the smallest things that I can do. And I tried to explain that to her and she just didn't care. Should she? I mean, I, I would say so. If, if it's the position that you, that you've been around for so long, you've heard me every step of the way I've explained to her. So your defense is she can afford it. I can't. Kinda. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. It wasn't that she was struggling financially because she went out and bought a more expensive TV. And also to keep in mind, she wasn't asking for anything at any time. It was after uh, after her being reprimanded for her negligence on a COVID situation that then she flipped the script, got upset, and then was just like, I want everything right now. Okay, talk I to me about that. Stuff. What happened there? Oh, I am more than willing to. So the COVID situation transpired after the, t- after the TV. Um, her mom was nice enough to give me a ride back to my... Uh, back to my house because I was stranded on her campus because I got had to get a new debit card. So we spin around two hours in the car, windows up, um, no masks. Uh, we all trust each other. We get home. She's talking to me. We're talking. Then she tells her roommates that her mother uh, tested positive for COVID uh, to keep. Uh, Is that after you know or before the ride that you got? This was after the ride. Well, then. OK, so what do you what is the thing you scolded her for? So. She tells her roommates that weren't in contact with the mother. I don't find out through Jayla. I found out through a casual conversation I'm having with one of her roommates. Like, she tells me, like, it's something nonchalant. I call Jayla when I find out that her mother tested positive. So I call her. How long was that after you had had contact with her mother? This was around two to three days. Okay. So I'm... So I'm I'm confused because I'm the one that was been that I've been in contact with the mother. I sat in the car with her. We we all were talking. No, no proper, no windows were open, no, no air circulation. And she's telling her roommates before. Which by the way, you you I, have fingers. You could you could roll down the window, right? That, I mean, and you, you I mean, do I have mean, the ability course, to have course, a mask, but okay. Go ahead. I mean, I mean, of course, but when when it's the case that like you trust his family, you right. But what do you when you say trust? Do you think that the mother knew that she had COVID and exposed you to it deliberately, or do you think that Jayla knew her mother had COVID and right? So when you say trust, I don't know what that means because we're all a hair away from getting COVID at all times. Even the inoculated are. Her mom, uh, her mom is a is a germaphobe. She normally keeps everything very like. Okay, uh, so it was a bad gamble. But what do you mean? uh, I, I scolded her. Why would you scold her? You were just as guilty uh, no, of being, you know, reprimanded because why? When I called, no, no, because when I called her to 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 talk about it, to know what's going on, my call was denied. I get a text message basically saying, "Yo, I'm busy right now. I'll talk to you later." And and I'm I'm waiting for her. I, I'm I'm waiting for a response from her. This is a dire situation, and I and my problem with it was, you're letting people know who wasn't in contact with your mother. Not to mention I'm asthmatic. My grandmother's diabetic. So what, so what do you end up talking to her after that at all? Um, she calls me after I say like, hey, 
her what it was going on with your mom your mom tested positive and she tells me she's like i just have a bunch of stuff going on my floor is wet that's why i didn't tell you and i'm confused why the the priority uh the the priority is a wet floor over one of your closest friends lives okay because this is something that 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 can uh that can be transferred so quickly right and like the same which way is that, why if you're living at your grandmother's house well. and she's a diabetic you should probably have a mask on and windows open wherever you are Whatever contact you have with anybody, whether it's her mother or your friends or whatever it is you're doing, you need to be very, very careful because you are living in your grandmother's house and she's a diabetic. And she, so, you know, you need to be real careful. But uh, no, what does definitely. this have to do really with the defense in the case to the money? Because now you're because, telling me you acknowledge mm -hmm. that you're supposed to pay the 600 back. That's not what you said in your answer to the complaint, but you seem to be No, no, no. It's it. not that I was, um, I was never, I was going to initially give the 600 back prior to the, prior to um, my account being depleted. And then what? And, and then now you don't have to? Like, but you no, either no, I, have no, to or you don't have to. It's one or the other. It's not... No, no. I'm sorry. There's a level of context that's being missed. What I said earlier was that um, I had a conversation with her about my financial stability after the depletion of my account, and it tapped into the 600. Then she tells me that I can When you say depletion, you mean a, a bill collector collected a bill, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And um, I spoke to her about this and she said, it's okay, you can, uh, you can have it, you do what you want. And her reasoning for it was that unemployment was treating her so well that the 600 didn't do anything for her. And that she, and she understood uh, what I was going through. So from there, from that point to then going to after the COVID situation with me being frustrated with her about her not updating me, her not telling me anything. Um, now she goes, oh, well, I'm just going to go and buy a TV and I'll let you know how much On April 12th, she texts you, yeah, I got the TV. It came out to 334.77, but I'm taking off 35 because I paid for a protection plan, so 299. Mm. There's no answer from you or at least none that I'm being provided. Then, hey, Alex, I don't want to come off as rude, but it's been a month since you've put another payment towards the mm -hmm. money you owe me. You say you don't play around when it comes to money, but it's starting to come across as the opposite. From now on, I would like to enforce a payment plan towards what you owe me so it isn't something that's forgotten any about anymore. Every two weeks when you get your check, can you send $50 towards what you owe me? If you want to send more than that, that would be great, but $50 every two weeks can easily get this paid off fast. Thanks. Your answer. Sorry, I'm helping my grandmother with bills. When blank gets better, I'll let you know. She says, dude, $50 mm -hmm. isn't a lot. I have to say something to get paid, my dude. <laughs> You say, you've shown in past problems that family comes first. So I'm taking your advice and actions literal. My grandmother comes first. My situation over mm -hmm. here is, of course, my priority. If you had bills to pay, you wouldn't be flexing on Instagram about a $600 camera you bought. Genuinely, don't talk to me about money. I understand where you're coming from. And to hear my point of view, things are breaking down at my home. So I have to fix it. So you're going to have to wait. And like you told me, when I'm good... And I bounce back from COVID, I'll pay you back like I told you. The TV, I'll handle that. The 600 is going to come back a little later. But for now, I'll let you know when everything over here is fixed. So my apologies for the inconvenience. Thank you for your understanding. Sincerely, your best friend, Alex. It sounds uh, mm -hmm. mighty sarcastic. Ms. Thomas, at this point, okay. are you guys no longer talking to each other? Yes, after that argument, we haven't spoke since then. Okay, I'm not going to combat you on what's logical and how things should work because you had enough money and you gave me that 600 wholeheartedly with no problem telling me I can pay it back when I so please. 
So as <laughs> he's so grateful. So as your beautiful friend, I need you to understand that just because you can't think straight doesn't mean everybody's going to think as curved as you. So sorry for the inconvenience, not necessarily, but I like this energy, so thank you. Your friendly neighborhood best friend, heterosexual, talented, amazing, sexy individual, Alexander Daniel Guzman the 27th. Glad you understand I'm not accepting that. You've owed me 600 almost a year now. It's, you seem to think that because you can't afford it, that's a defense, and it's not. Um, and you seem to think because she doesn't need it, she doesn't get it. And that's also not true. You either owe it or you don't. It's either a gift or it isn't. It's a shame that you guys are best friends in high school and now apparently aren't going to talk to each other anymore, mm -hmm. you know, over, over mm -hmm. money. But if I had a pin, who's at fault? It's you. It's not her. Because you got kind of really nasty about it. And, you know, what you uh, should have been. Okay. And then at some point she texts you and says, how about $20 every two weeks? Just show me you're making an effort. And you're like, uh, uh, no. You know, I mean, come on. Mr. Guzman, I'm entering a judgment against you for the entire $734 plus your court okay. costs, Ms. Thomas. Good luck, folks. Okay. I mean, fair enough. So the judge finds for the plaintiff in this case, the defendant definitely owes her the money and he's going to have to pay it. Uh, Mr. Guzman, why is it so hard to get a PlayStation? What's the deal here? Can't you just um, well, go down and buy uh, one? PlayStation 5 is basically something that's very um, limited right now. Everyone in the world would, would like one, but due to like uh, COVID, uh, COVID uh, circumstances, uh, it's hard for them to manufacture them. Um, so basically, the the whole thing was doing her a favor, so she was able to get one. She did get one. You're saying? Uh, yeah, she got one. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So then you got to give her the money back anyway. You should understand that. All right, I'm sorry. And this has kind of killed your friendship, I gather. Is that right? It's actually a win instead of a loss. And to be honest, even with the decision being the decision, I cannot be happier about it because it's not like life slows down over here. I still move the way I move. I got things to plan. Um, and I'm, I'm genuinely happy that it's over, if anything. Okay, good. Glad you're delighted, but you got to pay her the money. Ms. Thomas, how do you feel about the outcome of this case? Uh, you're going to get the money now. The friendship seems like it's kaput. You okay with that or not? I'm completely fine with it, honestly. Um, we had a falling off for a while now, and I just feel as though some people are in your life for a reason, a season, a lifetime, and he was just a season. Yeah. All right, so congratulations. I hope things work out better for you. And by the way, you got the PlayStation, so you're you're back playing again? Yep. Okay, good for you. All right. Harvey? So, Doug, uh, the presumption when money passes from one person to another is that it's a loan and not a gift. But again, I want to urge people that when you loan somebody money, follow it up with an email, follow it up with, an, uh, with a text, and say, I was happy to loan you the money, Please pay me back as soon as possible. That protects your rights. You leave your phone in an Uber and they inform you that they have it and will either mail it or meet up with you. And they don't. Can I sue that driver for the cost or the amount still owed of the phone and the replacement? Well, rule one in America is you can sue anybody for anything. There you I go. Guess. So the question is, would you succeed? Uh, interestingly, states have laws that govern some of these uh, mislaid or lost property things for personal property. In fact, here in Connecticut, they have a law that says that if you find personal property that is worth more than a dollar, you have an obligation within 48 hours to report it to the nearest police precinct. And they have a, a follow-up procedure where you might have to deliver it to them within, within a few days after that. So 
they're set up to try to locate. I, just, I don't understand why she finds herself in this position. If the if he tells her he has it, go to where he is and get it. Right, right. Or no, pay him to come to where you are, which yeah. we've had happen. We've had our daughter left a purse and. Um, remember, hasn't left something Sophie in was maybe or 13 or 14 and called us crying. This is why I can't have nice things. Right. She left a nice right. purse I'd gotten her in a taxi cab. Right. And I, we, we tracked down the taxi. And I said, just bring it back and we'll pay you for the ride back. And that's what he did. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, if you're going to try and sue somebody for that, I guess it would be like a common law conversion where they, they've, they've got the property and they deprive you of it as the rightful owner, knowing that and it's then, And then what all but, you're entitled to then is the value of the property that right. you can prove that he has and won't problem. give you right. the depreciated value. You don't right. get to you don't get to sue for both replacement and right. the money you still owe on this one. And, and then, it's, then it becomes a question of the timeline, too, in terms of is the finder of fact, whether it's a judge or a jury, going to find the person liable? It would be, well, uh, what's reasonable for an Uber driver or a cabbie? They say, you know, you get a hold of them, they get a hold of you somehow, and they say, hey, listen, I, you know, I'm a busy guy. Pick up your phone by, by Friday or by, by the end of tomorrow. I'll hold it for a, day, a couple of days for you, no problem. Like, what's the but, plan that they made? But, you know, you because know, he's driving around. Plus, so it's your either, phone. Don't you want to get it right. immediately? So you either you either yeah, make an arrangement will... to pay him for the ride to your house, right. or you ask him where he is, and you get a ride to where yeah, he is. Right away. Right. I mean, come on. Most people, like, walk barefoot over broken glass to get their cell phone Certainly right my children. The same, our kids, definitely. This is the plaintiff, Otto Lambrianidis. He says he hired the defendant to make repairs in his upstairs bathroom. And the guy did a lousy job. The defendant kept telling him he'd come back and make the necessary repairs, but is giving him the royal runaround. And he's had it with the liar. So he's suing for the $1,000 he's owed. This is the defendant, Jeffrey Dreon. He says he did the work for the plaintiff. The guy checked it out, paid him, and that was that. Then he hears from the plaintiff three months later, and all of a sudden he's being accused of breaking a tile. He categorically denies breaking a thing, and the plaintiff's clearly trying to get him to do a repair job for free, and he refuses. He's accused of shoddy workmanship. All parties... Please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says he hired the defendant to do some repairs in his upstairs bathroom, says the guy botched the job royally. But the defendant says he did the work in the guy's house, he checked it out, the plaintiff paid him, and that's that. It's the case of, you damaged my bathroom, so now I want to be flush with cash. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Lambrianidis, can you tell me what happened here with your uh, handyman? Sure. Um, we needed some repairs in the house, nothing extreme, just uh, some work that the handyman could handle. Um, my wife got the name of Jeffrey from the church bulletin, and we hired him first to come in and replace uh, a ceiling fan. He came in, did the work, and paid him $350. Everything looked fine. Um, we had a punch list with a couple other things. So I figured, let me uh, use him again. Um, so I hired him to, to work on the upstairs bathroom, painting it, uh, the, the door stuck, some cork work, and there was some broken tiles. So that was the repairs that I asked him to fix. Okay. Did you set a price with him? 
I asked him for a price. He didn't give it to me, but because he was reasonable on the first job, um, I, I just assumed he would give me something reasonable, and he did. And the price he gave me was reasonable. $750. Um, correct. And that was reasonable for the work and he you, did. He uh, so he did shot. it in how many days? One day. And you paid yeah. him his money. So right. what was it that you changed your mind about? Because I presume you looked at the job before you paid him his money. What he did was he came in with the first time he came with, uh, I believe it was his partner, and he did the work, and he was fine. The second time he came to do the bathroom, he came with a, another worker. He did the repairs. I came back late at night, probably around 7, 7.30. Um, the, the, the worker was still there finishing up. Um, I came in and I looked around. I, he looked, it looked like it was okay. I paid him the, the amount. You paid who the, the amount? Morning, the, the co-worker? I paid Jeffrey the amount. Oh, no, Jeffrey was Jeffrey also there then. then. Yeah. He, he, came, he came at the, in the evening. Okay. Um, you inspected the work and you paid him the $750. Right. right. And then and what then happened? The next, then the next morning, when I looked at the work a little more carefully, I realized a couple of things. One, the caulking that he did in the shower stall was very shoddy. Two, um, he, he was supposed to, I gave him five tiles, right? Because, you know, I keep tiles, extra tiles in the house just in case for things like this. I gave him five tiles to replace four of the tiles. I figured I'd give him an extra one just in case. And he only repaired two of them, but he used four of them, and he actually cracked another one, a fifth tile. And a tile that was a spare that you had handed him or a tile that was in the floor? Uh, not a new one, uh, the one on the floor. Okay, hold on one second. Okay, now where is this tile that you didn't notice it beforehand? If you, if you look at another picture, I took a picture of the tile. It was right when you walk in. That one right there, if it's right below that door jam. It's cut off, but it's on the floor. Okay, well, if I can't see it in this picture, I want to see the picture where I can see it. Do you have the picture in your telephone? Yes. All right, so just put your phone up to the camera so that I can see it. Okay, so how is it that you didn't notice that that was cracked before you paid the guy? What I, what I um, suspect is when I walked into the house, he was literally, his worker, Jeff was there, his worker was still there working. He was, he was working on the door jam, just finishing up the door jam, and... He must have, when he was working on the door jam, I'm assuming, right, it's the only thing I could do, is he must, have, he must have dropped the hammer because he was chiseling a little bit at the door jam to fix it. And he must have dropped the hammer, and he dropped it right where the tile cracked. I just know that that wasn't one of the tiles that was originally cracked. And so I just didn't notice it. Maybe the, 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 the worker was standing there and well, How so long forth. after the, they left your house did you notice it? The next day? I, I noticed it that night, and I called Jeff the next day. Okay. What time did you call him the next, next day? day? I would say early, maybe about 9 o'clock in the morning. And when you called him, what did you 26th. tell him? I told him that his worker must have cracked the tile when he was working. And what was his response? And he goes, okay, I'll uh, come and fix it. Did he ever go and fix it? No. I texted him when he's going to come and fix the tile because he never called me back. And then... On the same day, he texts me back and says, okay, I'm going to come. And I also indicated, listen, this is an emergency. I know you're busy, but when are you going to come and fix it? Because he kept saying to me in a couple of days, in a couple of days. So then I called him several times. 
I contacted him a couple times. And what would he say to you every time that you would call him? He wouldn't answer the phone. And then I texted him again that based on him not calling me back, they're going to force to take him to small claims court. Okay. And did you get a reaction out of him then? Right away. Miraculously, right away on 19th, he wrote back to me, you're going to sue me for a broken tile? And (laughs) and then on... Which is Mr. Mr. Drion? Is that how I pronounce your name? Yes. Yeah, Mr. Drian, that is the greatest phrase anyone has ever uttered in my courtroom. You're going to sue me over a broken tile. I am a small claims judge. What do you think my life consists of? It's just a bunch of broken tiles. Nobody's here over the heir to the throne of Saudi Arabia. They're all here over broken tiles. Why weren't you responding to the guy? That's why you find yourself in court. Talk to me. Well, first of all, um, people do accuse me of things. Um, if I fixed three tiles or two or three tiles in his bathroom, why wouldn't I fix the other tile? Because it wasn't broken me. at the time that you fixed the tile, because your guy did the, the door jam last how, and he dropped how, the tool. But, okay. All right. That you sounds very, that. very much the way this kind of thing happens. Well, I questioned my guy, and he says he didn't break the tile. Well, I'm sure he does say that. But did okay. you ever tell him, no, I'm not fixing it, you have no proof we did it? Or did you repeatedly tell him, okay, I'll come by, I'll take a look at it, I'll change it, I'll do this, I'll do that, and then you ghosted after telling him you were going to come did, by? I, I never said that I'd come by and fix it. I just said, okay. Oh, just a moment. I, oh. Well, what does okay mean? Okay to what question? Okay means to... Uh, Kick the can on. down the road and hope he forgets? No, I don't do that. Well, it sounds like exactly what you did. Where are the texts? My daughter actually cut her foot on it the other day. That didn't happen. Um, let's see. No, she really did. No, who brings well, listen, their... No, that's something he, we he say to contractors children. to wake them up. He has three children. How, do, how, how can he prove that I broke the tile? What did you say to him in the phone conversation regarding the tile, Mr. Drian? Well, first of all, he, he didn't call me about the broken tile. He said to me... I'm sorry, he did call me about the broken tile. And then I said, okay, you know, if, you, if it's broke, I'll come take a look at it and fix it. However, I asked my guy, he didn't break it. Let me just say something. Um, he's got three children. Now, I don't know who broke the other tiles. I didn't ask that. I just fixed the other tiles. Why would, but isn't why it true, would I wait break Wait a second. Them? Isn't it true that he called you at 9 o'clock in the morning, the, the, the next morning, right after the nighttime that you guys had been there with tools right over that tile? That I don't remember. And I did not work in his door jam. I did not work in his door jam. The well, only did work your worker I did was work in tr- his door jam? No. We trimmed the door so it would fit because his door was swollen. Yeah, but did that, involve, did that involve dealing with the door jam? Well, he's saying it is, but really not. So um, according to him now, you think he should pay you $500 for a new bathroom door. Why is that? What, what he did was the door was sticking a little bit. So what he did was his worker took the door off the hinges and shaved the door, which that needs to be done. When he shaved the door, he, he shaved it on one side about an inch, and then it tapers down to like a one-eighth of an inch. So it's a little tough to see in the picture. I try to do it as best I can, but he shaved the door down way too much. See, on one side, it's just shaving down so if much. If this is so offensive, and- when you shave a door, if this is so offensive a job, why'd you pay the guy? I mean, when you I shave a door, you shave the door, morning. you know, that's, uh, that's different than buying a new door that doesn't stick. It's a cheaper way to handle it, and that's fine. Right, but these are, these are original doors in the house 
Uh, the house was built in 1936. These are solid wood doors. Right. So what um, you see if you're a human is not this because you're not a bee. You see this. So this is the one that's relevant to me to see whether there's such poor workmanship that you should get $500 for a new door. Um, all right. The door jam. What do you say now? Is, is it just because he ignored you? That you all of a sudden it's a thousand dollar claim. Absolutely. I mean, okay. Yeah. All right. I, now the tile the work. Do you have an estimate for tile work that one tile replacement is going to cost one hundred and fifty dollars? I don't have. I didn't. I didn't get an. an You're estimate. just making up the figures. All right. And then the recaulking. Let us talk about the caulking. Is this a picture of the caulking? Yeah. Okay. And what is your complaint about the caulking there? It's just sloppy. It's just shoddy. It's 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 okay. way too much. What say you about that? Okay, first of all, that's a shower liner. It has a big gap between the tile and the shower liner. Behind that shower liner, I could bet my bottom dollar is full of mold. So what I did was, or what I didn't do my work, I did he put a nice bead. So That's not a nice in. bead. I know a nice bead when I see one. That's okay. not a nice bead. That's messy as hell. It is three times the size in one side of the tile than it is on the other side of the tile. A nice bead is even, right? And it's not that hard to achieve. It's like the one job the guy has. Who is this guy that you don't have here testifying? Is this just, you know, I mean, is this somebody you found on the side of the road or somebody who works for you? No, 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 no. Right. No. One of my guys I use, Roberto. I'm just kind of, sh you know, look at this. Is this your best work? Well, let me just say this. Answer my question. Thick... That's what I want you to say. Is this your best work? Can you see this picture? I see the picture perfectly. Is this your best work? It, it's The picture says one thing. However, it's a big gap there that has to be filled in. A okay, shower, then there's also, a a, then why don't you just make it even all the way around instead of making it, you know, tiny on one part and then bigger on the other? Why don't you do that? Well, Mr. Otto did see it and paid me. He said, oh, Yeah, I know great. he paid you. He should never have done that. That's your problem, Otto. You paid him, and then you checked the work the next day. All right? Or you check no, the work no, later that night work. when you're even more tired. And I can't stand it when a plaintiff says, I was tired, I didn't really look, and then I paid him. We had a case where the guy gave a $100 tip to the delivery guys before going upstairs and realizing that the delivery guys had ruined his new flooring. How about we tip after the job? How about we pay after we inspect? Because I wouldn't be here as often. Well, I'd be here anyway. You wouldn't be here as often. I'd be here the same amount of time. Lord above. Mr. Dreon, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, he's got to prove that I did it. You know, that's not... This isn't a criminal case where it's proof beyond and to the exclusion of every reasonable doubt. If he calls you the next morning and the, you know, really the thing that makes sense is that a tool dropped, um, you know, it's kind of enough for me that you should have just gone and made the guy happy and changed that one tile. If you'd done that, we wouldn't be here. You know, you, you, you can't, like say okay and then bum off like that because um, this is what will end up happening. And maybe that's, maybe I'm wrong and in your line of business, if you do that, the other side will get tired and leave you alone and that's why you do that. I don't know. So maybe nine times out of no, ten, I don't, you don't get no, sued. I don't you do seem, that for that reason. Well, then I, you seem shocked that he was going to sue you over a broken tile. I think you thought you could just say, yeah, no problem, I I'll shocked. fix it. I'm I am shocked. I know, but why, why should I not be shocked that you said, okay, I will go address it and you didn't? Why didn't because you? Because a lot of people... Oh, I know, but you said okay. Back to do right, free work. but you did not say to him, no way, blah, blah, blah. If you said okay, and then you later talked to your guy, and your guy said, I don't know what he's talking about, I didn't do anything, why didn't you then call him and say, hey, my guy says he didn't drop anything, so I don't think we did. Why is there nothing? Why is there ghosting? 
Well, I'm busy as could be. I'm okay. Not well, then you do do that to your clients because you did that to this client, and that's why you're here. You know, because he was patient, he left you alone for a while, then he texted you again, then he gets ignored for another month, and then he threatens a lawsuit, and then you're shocked and appalled. Okay. Uh, it's certainly not going to be $1,000. Um, I agree with you on that, that he's just overreaching because he's angry. But based on the defects that I did see, I am going to order you to pay him $250 rebated of the money that he paid you. So the defendant's going to have to give $250 back to the plaintiff. Uh, Jeffrey, let me ask you, how do you feel about giving him back $250? You do what you got to do. That's it. That's it? Well, he's got to get it fixed, and it won't be you. I'll bet he calls. All right, let's talk to Otto. Otto, how you feel right now? You didn't get $1,000. How do you feel about that? I feel fine. I mean, this is a pure case of principle. My point is this. If he's done this to me, he doesn't look like a spring chicken. He must have did this several times, maybe hundreds of times to other people. He's not going to do this to me. And that's what the point of this case was. Well, good for you. You prevailed. And you didn't, you know, you didn't have evidence to prove you deserved the $1,000. That's fine. You know how difficult it is to get someone to come in to give you estimates on little things like, like just what happened? So I used what yep. she uses, rough justice, right, to kind of just put together some, <laughs> some numbers. Um, and that's why I came up with $1,000. All right. Congratulations. $250. That's what you're going to get. And that'll do it, Harvey. A little rough justice from the plaintiff here. How about that? Doug, the smoking gun here is the smoking tile. The fact that broken tiles were left in the bathroom sealed the case for the plaintiff. Do you ever suspect that a participant is intoxicated? Would that change your perception of that person or how you rule? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it would, because I wouldn't be able to trust. I mean, like blatant intoxic intoxication. Right, yeah, it, right. would, it would tell me a lot about them that they came intoxicated. So you have it would uh, color their testimony. Uh -huh. And I, I have suspected that in the past. Sometimes people are just a little weird. Right. And you can't jump to conclusions. Right. But it's pretty obvious when somebody comes into court intoxicated in the old days right. where we weren't remote. Right. My bailiff would come up to me and say, you know, yeah, Douglas would just tell me, oh, he reeks, you know. That's as bad as it gets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, unless, except, actually, it gets worse. If a judge is intoxicated, that's probably Yeah, that's, that's uh, there was a judge in Miami-Dade County right. who would literally the, the, sign, of signing the orders, the order, sign. and then they'd take the order away, and then she'd sign the desk. Right. Because uh, her water jug did not have water. Um, this was many moons ago. This was a good 30 years ago. My bailiff used to come and tell me whether he thought someone had just smoked crack. And, wow. And uh, so he could tell, you know, or so he said. And he would tell you, and the result then would be you'd have them I might, you know, depending on order how they a urine behave, test I and, might yeah. have them drop a urinalysis that day if they were on probation or were out on bond or something like that. And you if know. you learned that they did, in fact, violate the conditions, you'd take them into custody. Problem. That's going to do it today, and we will see you tomorrow.